What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. For today's episode, we originally wanted to just talk about time, to be honest with you guys. Um, But as the conversation started, as it continued, um, there was just a lot of things regarding space in them as well. And we didn't want to have to edit and chop down the episode to make it as clean and professional and aligned as possible. Um, the ironic part is that it took us a couple weeks to get this episode out and, um, I really have just been feeling on my spirit, um, that we just need to get off the timeline, not necessarily always social media. For some people, I think that's exactly what it is. You just need to take some time off social media, but for the rest of us, I think it's more along the lines of feeling the pressure or the need to be on other people's time, to be on the world's time, to be on the trajected schedule, you know, are we on track to get to where we're going uh, in life, in our professions, in education, in whatever, you know, there's just so many different chapters, the what's next and, you know, all these things. And um, I feel like we're so concerned with being on time. Um, that we neglect a lot of things and we're not as present as we can be. And because we're not as present as we can be, we're not as impactful and productive in this moment. And so time is obviously very important. We don't know when our time is up. We all have different times. And we're just all at different places in our lives. And so We thought it was important to have this conversation. Um, Let me remind you that these are not any finite end of discussion answers. These are merely sparks to a conversation to continue uh, for you to discern within yourself, for you to chew over, for you to be able to kind of take home and chew over how God is using your time, how you're using your time. And lastly, I just want to thank you guys again. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is uh, not your first time tuning in, I um, I thank you so much because that means you've listened to our madness and have been willing to come back. So have a special place in my heart for you. But I'm going to stop rambling and uh, let you guys get into the episode. And uh, without further ado, welcome back. Glad I didn't go. I'm saying I'm glad I didn't go. Come on. Mm-hmm. You didn't go? Mm-mm. No. To any of them? Mm-mm. As um, knowing... Um, <laughs> I didn't even want to ask. Just like, oh, okay. <laughs> knowing... Uh, are we recording? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. So we get this. We're always recording. Well, mics are hot. Well, well, don't worry about that. <laughs> Hey. Layup line. <laughs> no. How you doing? <laughs> oh, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You heard me there? You heard me. Um, yeah, uh, you got to be Gosh. proactive in, in preventing burnout instead of reactive. Yeah. And uh, it's been a, it's been very, very <sighs> hectic lately. Moving, movement, youth, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. everything set up for catalytic. It's just it's yeah. a lot. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's why I didn't go. Sounds about 
about right. It's a good reason. Yeah. It's a good reason. Um, man, that's pretty. It's um, pretty spot on. Um, I think with where we're, we're, we're gonna go um, in certain ways. But um, we could talk about burnout for a little bit. Yeah, we could talk about burnout. Me and Pastor Chase sat down with somebody from the Vive Church, and he was talking about how when you want to um, expand your capacity, you need to go to the edge of something. But when you go to the edge, that's where you push out from. But there is um, there is a understanding of what capacity you're already at. Um, and what you have the ability to hold in that moment. Hmm. So a light bulb has the ability to only hold a certain amount of voltage and power. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord in his kindness will pour out only a certain amount to stretch you beyond your capacity. Like when you give a light bulb more power than it needs, it shines brighter, right? And it's getting, mm -hmm. it's, it makes it start making mm -hmm. that buzzing noise before it pops or it explodes yeah. and yeah. i think god gets us to that point of that buzzing noise and it and it gets brighter and brighter but then he just like turns it back down it's okay you're fine you didn't break and that's how expansion happens it's like a hmm. instead of like <gasps> pop. right slow it's a slow progress and i kind of just felt that coming up to when everybody was going out to hand out their cards i was just like i need to Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mm. think it's really key to to make sure you take those moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. CJ had some of those moments in Australia. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Mm. <sighs> yep. It's all, I don't have much to say on that. No. It's true. Um, and burnout's interesting. Um, that's really important. Um, because it's not just you, I was taking my psychology class, uh, this last quarter and burnout is not just a ministry thing. It's a life thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it can happen in work. It can happen with family. It can happen in any situation, relationships and everything. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just really interesting to think about it in that perspective, but we, I don't know, we also like I think especially need to focus on it in ministry because we're fighting um, a fight that we can't always see and so we can't always anticipate um, the way in which we're going to react because we're learning um, about who God is and the landscape of the battle that we fight and the enemy that we're fighting and we're also learning about ourselves and who God's created us to be. Um, whereas physical things you can fairly easily... Um, you can more easily tell because you can see them. Yeah. And so we're learning this uh, part of our lives by faith. So we're not seeing it. We can't see um, necessarily some of the reaction and the, you know, so some of the push and pull that happens um, as we're pressing into God and all that. And so I think sometimes it's very easy to find ourselves in a dead end um, years down the road because we're just pushing against something that wasn't a door. Uh, but it was really a wall mm. and then there are other cases where um, because mm. we just misunderstood who God was we, we operated in a way that wasn't uh, his heart mm -hmm. and wasn't healthy um, and uh, yeah that's really good pushing against 
something we thought was a door, but it was really a wall. Yeah. Mm. I think that's why uh, times and seasons are so key to recognize because um, if you plant seeds in the winter, uh, right, or you plant them, you know, in the in the wrong season, you're just going to be waiting and nothing <laughs> happens. You know, you're like, I planted this seed, Lord, what what's right. going on? Right. Um, and I think even with finances, that can happen a lot of times too because I don't know. We have a really, I think, we have a very we don't have a good biblical understanding of money in the church. Um, and that's not really up to the, necessarily up to the pastors to um, give you the clear cut X, Y, and Z of this is how to do it, but kind of your own, like you have to go search it out and find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with fear and trembling, like, you know, work out your salvation with the Lord, right? Um, work out how the Lord wants to operate in that in your life. Um because I, I heard this great example from, from a pastor, and he said, um, you know, God gives us financially, God gives us bread, and he gives us seed. And if you try and eat the seed, it doesn't sustain you. And if you try and plant the bread, it's not going to grow into anything. And so one of the hardest things we have to do is discern, God, you gave this to me. Is this bread or is this a seed? And what do you want me to do with it? That's right. Really good. Um, Man. And I think that also happens spiritually with revelations and all sorts of things that God gives us. Um, is this bread or is this seed? Yeah. Mm, wow. Um, but I think that's that's what happens with burnout is we start planning the wrong things and we start eating the wrong things. Um, that's really good. Because, like, there have been many times where I've been in ministry and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. And the Lord's like, I didn't you weren't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a couple months down the road and I'm like, but God, like I'm doing work for the kingdom. I'm building the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to you. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to seek king- first the kingdom of heaven, but what about, uh, you know, if you're in a kingdom and you need to operate within that kingdom, you first go to the ruler of the land and say, what part of the land am I supposed to be? Mm. where can I stay within this land? Yeah. What space am I supposed to operate under? Right. And, um, mm. God taught me that last year, a lot of just like, Nope, this is the space I gave you to operate. This is the space I gave you to operate. This is the space I gave you to operate. Mm. Um, and you know, it's yeah, everything, almost anything that you do within a church can build the kingdom and can be justified in that. But, um, is that where God wants to use you? Because you also might be taking someone else's place uh, where God could use them better or teach them something that you already know. I think that has to do with, um, I mean, it all depends on what he says. Mm. Um, Because if you feel like you're supposed to go into an area and there's an opening, somebody should be leaving. Mm-hmm. For you to fill that space, yeah. Two people are filling the same space. You're probably in a square peg in a circle. There you go. Yeah. And it's just not. It's going to be awkward. There's going to be tension filled, and it's just not going to well, work. I mean, I so I left the Salvation Team in I want to say February. 
Yeah. January, February. Um, God told me to leave a month and a half before that. Yeah. And I was supposed to, when the Lord told me, I was supposed to say, kind of, kind of follow God's direction and kind of say, Hey, God's speaking this to me. Um, this is going to be my last couple schedules. But instead I kind of like pushed it out. Cause I was like, Lord, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, you know, like I like, I like serving here. It's a good team. It's comfortable. Yeah. Um, and all this and, and through it, as I was serving, um, I was giving devotionals every single week and God just stopped giving me things to share <laughs> for devotionals. Like we, you know, when we come to this space, it would just, things would flow. Um, when I was talking to people and praying for people, things would just flow. And then when I was like, Lord, what do you want me to like share as a devotional? Just silence. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, why Lord? And he's like, <laughs> I told you. you don't need to be in this space anymore. Really um, <laughs> anyhow, it was really funny and awkward. Um, very awkward really awkward and so eventually when i left um it was funny because one thing god had told me was that i was i was taking someone's space (laughs) there you go (laughs) was that was that he wanted to um challenge like there were i was i was operating something that he wanted to take other people into and that i was like taking up too much room i guess in that sense um and that also uh, one of the things that I was worried about and I, I was like praying about, it, I was like, Lord, but like, there aren't a lot of people on the team. Like, you know, they kind of need people. And God said, when you leave, people will come and fill that spot. And sure enough, the last night I was there, uh, three people were shadowing, uh, to start the next couple weeks. And I was just very stubborn and I don't know who was in the awkward space, but someone was mm-hmm. where they were like, CJ, Hey, leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's my ideas, but whether they knew it was you or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But like it's funny because it's like there's that obedience. Yeah, there's that obedience of like oh, the person who's supposed to leave and then there's the timing of the person who's been told mm-hmm. to <laughs> to wait and take that place to actually step into it. Yeah. <laughs> the um <laughs> the seed and bread yes. was very interesting to me because I feel like with time I feel like time may be one of the only if not few things that is both a seed and bread um, because mm. we have two different sectors right like the difference between here and heaven is limited time unlimited time so if they say that the kingdom is like leavened bread um, and time on this side is what you put in, time is both a seed and a bread. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't say that about almost probably anything else. Maybe love. Um, I, I don't even know what else you can. I mean, I mean, I'm sure we can probably do some homework and maybe find some other things. But mm-hmm. that was just one of the first things that sucks out to me because we're talking about time. And I'm just like, man, like literally just that just that at surface level <laughs> uh, that i think time is both a seed bread and seed yeah uh, because it's a, something that we put in and it's something that we treasure when we receive when we have an abundance of it um <clears throat> it, you know there's value there um what we do with our time 
I guess is how much of the bread we consume, but it's really, it's actually really funny what you said, uh, that we treasure when we have an abundance of it. And I don't know if I agree with that (laughs) in some cases, uh, like we're thankful for it. Maybe we don't treasure it. Right. Right. Well, I don't even like, like that's my trouble though. Mm -hmm. I like, I agree with you. We should treasure it. We should be thankful for it. And I think we should like just receive it because, um, I mean, like one thing I I reread this week was Hebrews four and it talks about rest and, um, we did a whole episode on that and, uh, man, rest so key, but you have to receive it. And, um, one of the tough things I find is that when God says something and I'm in a waiting season, which I am currently in, in a lot of things, a lot of different things. And I'm frustrated about it. Um, and God knows that. Mm. And, <laughs> and <laughs> so it's it's like one of those things where mm. God told me to rest. But I think um, mm. if you read Hebrews 4, it talks about how they weren't able to receive the rest because of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Right? And the unbelief, which I'm getting hit with right now, is the unbelief in the word that God spoke of them going into the promised land, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so in that case, for me, it's actually what God spoke. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's real. So real. Um, so freaking real. Yeah. I, it's just disbelief. And, uh, and then also I think some of that stems from, hmm, do you feel like, because Jamal and I were talking about this earlier, uh, feeling like God's withholding. Um, do you feel like it's that you f- feel like God's withholding and that causes unbelief? Or do you feel like unbelief seeds and creates? I think there's a process that you go through where you forget the promise that he actually spoke. And so you're waiting for the thing like that you think is actually going to happen. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I'm trying to get you to go back this way. And you're like, why are you withholding it? He's because I'm trying to get you to remember the promise that I told you before so I can take you into the promise. And it's like, I don't think he's withholding it. Okay, run with that. I don't think he's withholding it either. I just think what it is, we don't know what that thing is, and he can't. So it's it, not that where he. Okay, okay. You know, is it, mm-hmm. do we really not know? Do we? Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. No, because because we were talking right. about it earlier, and you're I was like, I know, right. I know exactly what he's saying, but I'm just not like. Um, it's painful to believe. Before you, before, before you continue, uh, the reason why I love that what you said is because literally when I started even just sitting and meditating on what are we going to talk about, what is this going to look like, so on and so forth, the first thing I wrote down was when it comes to receiving blessings, purpose, etc., there are two timetables to be considered. The timetable in which God presses, shakes, and pours out the blessing, mm. and the time that it takes you to unravel and receive it. Um, so I don't think mm. he's withholding it because he's already, mm-hmm. he's already done all of this. Yeah. Mm. It's just a matter of like where you're going to catch it. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing about God is he's outside of time, right? So when he speaks it, it's the exact same timing as it happening mm-hmm. from his perspective. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, you know, we just receive it and we are on the timetable of actually 
having to wait until that happens. Right. And so maybe not in your situation, but I feel like in a lot of people's situations, especially those that maybe aren't as like active in their practice of their faith, or at least in the building of their faith, because that's the difference, right? Like maybe mm. you don't have faith <clears throat> yet. So mm. practicing it is one thing, but building it might be something completely different. True. Um, and so I think that a lot of times we think like God's waiting for me to get my acts together mm. to give me this. Mm. You know, we know there's something in us and we're like, oh, well, I'm not living right or I'm not completely aligned. Therefore, I'm not receiving the fullness of my blessing. And you think God mm is waiting on you to correct your behaviors and get yeah. everything in line and in order when really you're the only person that's waiting for that because God already knows when you're going to do that. God already knows when you're going to figure those things out. Yeah. He's waiting on you. Sure. But he's already spoken those things. He's already done those things, um, ahead of time, outside of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know I, there's, there's so much in that. Um, <laughs> Before, yeah, before we move on uh, with that, because there's, let's let's head there. Um, the interesting thing about withholding that we were talking about earlier was uh, to withhold, the definition is refuse to give something that is due to. And so the thing that I was, I was sharing with Jamal is like, uh, as far as withholding goes, a lot of times I think it's because I find myself in a place where... Um, I feel like God owes me something mm. or something that's due to me mm-hmm. that he hasn't given me yet. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that can, my initial response when God kind of like pointing that out to me was like, Oh, I actually, I really don't deserve anything in this, mm. you know, which is, which is the reality with grace and mercy and all that. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's undeserved, but that's the grace of it. Right. Is he pours it out despite us which is the hard part for me um, hmm. because like we were talking about um, earlier with the prodigal son I don't necessarily have the lean towards like oh god but you're blessing that other person like that's not that's not where I find myself where I find myself is just like geez like how much longer do I have to wait for like the thing that I'm asking for? But then, um, as me and CJ were talking about, um, earlier of like, you already have what you're asking for. What you're asking for is me, like my presence. And I find myself like trying to like work really hard to like get in his presence. I need to journal more. I need to read more. I need to do all these other things. I need to serve more. I pass out cards. Like I need to do these things. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm right here. Like I'm, I'm literally right here. And so for, there was a season where he allowed me to do these things because he was like, okay, I'm going to pull something out of this. Yeah. You're going to get, I'm going to use this for sure. But then he was just like, that season's done. Like you need to understand that. Like I've been here the entire time Mm -hmm. and that's the only way you're going to be able to stay refreshed and renewed. So then, I mean, where do you, okay. So then where do you go from there? I mean, he's like, well, you already have me. Mm-hmm. In that, mm. going forward is understanding that you you need to 
I don't want to say not go forward, but the only way you can go forward is understanding that you already have everything that you need. Mm -hmm. So what are you striving for? Mm -hmm. The posture that you're in in that moment of like, oh, I already have everything I need is (sighs) that's going forward. Yeah. It's not like a to do list of like, okay, now that I have everything I need, I need to do, 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 do. Right. That's not what moving forward looks like moving forward looks like every single day understanding that he is with you and you can be at rest in that and then that from that space things will begin to happen where you'll be like okay well not really in a rush right now i could actually stop and pray for this cashier or like i actually have uh, a flyer in my pocket here you go like do you want to come to this event that we're having on friday it's just a natural thing instead of like Mm -hmm. i have to schedule out a to-do list to like make sure i check these things off Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah no i mean even i just to uh i don't even i was i don't even want to tangent on it at all um but it was literally just the cards like after the process of giving them out yeah when i was driving home i was like man after like doing it i'm like man it would be now i feel like it'd be so easy to like just just casually do it go about my everyday life doing it and that's where like timing comes in into not feeling the rush because with the lord a day is like a thousand it's crazy right and so it's just like you don't need to rush because the amount of things that he can do in such a short amount of time are so infinite that you can just walk right into it yeah but that's where alignment is necessary right and so there's time there's timing there's all these things but if you're not aligned it's not that it doesn't mean anything it's not going to return void right it's not that it doesn't even mean anything it's not invaluable there's still plenty of value even if you're misaligned yeah because god will use you in spite of being misaligned yeah he will still use you yeah um you can argue he's using us and we're not even completely aligned yeah right now true agreed right freaking now (laughs) in this second right now you know so there's still plenty of value there is still plenty of value. Yeah. But if you were less rushed and you were actually aligned, mm. what you can do with a short amount of time is invaluable. There is not even a value that you can place on it. Yeah. Um, because God can just do so much with a lot of time. He can do so much with a little bit of time. And when we start literally walking, when we start having that pace of walking in it as opposed to rushing, um, he, he can do a lot. He can do a lot. And so when we're talking about alignment, just, just we're all on the same page. Yeah. That's, we're talking about the alignment with God's heart and what God's doing, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, cool. I believe so. And if mm. we're yeah. not necessarily on that page yet, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, like internal alignment of just like, who am I? You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. we don't even start with who is God. Mm. Sometimes we just start with who am I? Yeah. And even that takes a long time for us to figure out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is why sometimes we need the word of God to tell us who we are. Yeah. Right. That's some people need that. Right. I don't know that I necessarily need that, but I've seen so many different situations of people that have spoken like promises of God and like other names for God and things that have given them identity and what in God's word and what it says about them. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes we just start with who am I? Who is me? Who is Rudy? Who is so and so? Um, And then it 
can go into God. Um, you know, so there's different alignments, but I think the ultimate one that I'm talking about, yes, is aligning mm-hmm. with his will. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, when we do that, you know, um, you know, like there's, there was a lot of verses that I kind of like ended up referencing in my notes and like I spent 18 minutes driving to the gym. I spent 35 minutes in the sauna and steam room and I drove 18 minutes back. So I spent 36 minutes driving, 35 minutes sitting there. And some people would be like, dude, that's such a waste of time and gas, especially if gas prices are up, right? You spend the same amount of time driving as you did actually like productive at the gym, right? But like I use the drive, I use the sauna, I use the Mm -hmm. steam and I use the drive back Mm -hmm. to actually process and write down things that God has been putting in me since I don't even know when. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where I go. And the amount of time that was put in is very different on the amount of time in which these things start to come out, mm. you know? And so there's, there's a timing with the investment. There's a timing with the reception. There's a timing with the development and there's a timing with the release and the giving of it. Mm-hmm. And all of those timings are so different, which is mm. why the best way to be aligned with time is to let go of time completely. Yeah. Because we put too much numerical value on how long is this going to take how much hours 10,000 hours to master something yeah you don't have to master something to receive the full benefit of it i'm yeah. not mastering faith in the christianity but jesus died for me yeah mm. yeah it's true yeah. yeah you know um yeah wow so when the time is planted into the right soil man yeah mm. wow but we don't want to plant our time. Yeah. We don't want to put our time in the dirt. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Yeah. But then at the same time, when we don't plant it, we don't do anything with it anyways. Hmm. Um, Maybe not all of us, but... Right. What, <laughs> what does the dirt look like? Um, the dirt is... Well, I mean the right the right soil. Just what does the dirt look like? What do you what do you think, CJ? What does the dirt look like? I think. Hmm. I think that looks like the positioning. Um. I don't think that necessarily looks like, uh, I don't know, because one of the things that really hit me about timing is um, the position that you're in, in the timing that you're uh, either waiting or operating in, because um, the soil matters a lot, right? Um, Because if you put a seed in good soil it will sprout much quicker than if you put it in bad soil with the wrong nutrients Mm -hmm. yeah and so the timing right of when that seed is going to sprout is going to be very different because of the positioning that it's in (laughs) um and and the reason i asked about alignment earlier with the with the heart is because i think as we align our hearts with god there's a positioning that takes place where we um start to realize our place as sons and our inheritance in the kingdom, which you can read about in Romans nine. It's fantastic. Um, and there's so much in that, that we don't, I think get, 
Um, but I, I really believe that God's heart is for us to um, align with him so that he can pour out new things in our lives. But we need to be positioned first. Mm-hmm. And I think even part of that positioning is the waiting and the timing of it all. Um, and uh, who's to say we can determine when God will, uh, will release that, you know, and move. Because um, we could be in the right position the whole time and God's saying to wait. Um, like we were kind of talking about, um, cause that's, um, a couple of things in my life where I'm just like, I, there's absolutely nothing I can do except keep the position that I'm in and just wait, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I know that as I like press in for that, um, and as I press in for the right positioning, it'll just become more and more precise. Mm. Right. Um, it'll just become more and more focused. And as it gets more and more focused, then when the right timing comes, it'll just be it'll be clear yeah it'll be so set that uh, it's like oh that's it because that's the that's the spot i've been looking for that's the thing i've been looking for you know hmm. um you know that thing because it's somehow connected to you you've already you've already had it within yourself you're the dirt mm-hmm. cool yep I don't know if it's already within yourself. I think we receive it from God. Let me read something in Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, 7 through 8. Then the uh-huh. Lord God formed the man uh-huh. from dust, from the ground. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground. Yeah. Already in you, Literally, you are yeah. the soil, Jeez. and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Verse eight. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden. Yeah. The thing you want to go into is already inside of you. It's lit like that's how you have like ah oh, that's it. But you've never seen it before. He made you from it. He made you from it. So you have this connection to mm-hmm. it when you see it. Yeah. It's already in you. Right. You are the soil. Yeah. So the most important thing that you can do is, I don't want to say go within yourself. That's weird. But prayer. Yeah. To completely go within yourself. Completely have to go and uproot the things that you are not of you and be in that space of, I need to figure out what God has put inside of me. So therefore I can get that mm. outside that I can right. see that thing outside of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because like, so a lot of like antidotes and like these nice sayings and all these things that we hear in like culture, like ultimately kind of derive from religion and straight beliefs scripture. and things like straight from scripture. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's just like, um, you hear a lot of like rappers or like people from certain areas say like from the mud mm. from like, you know what I'm saying? They're literally like figuratively relating to being from the lowest level possible. Yeah. But the the Bible says that the meek will inherit the earth. You know, the people that came from literally the meek inherited the earth, the, the dirt yeah. in her inherited the earth, the people in the dirt, the people in the soil, the people in the ground were given the earth. Yeah. You are like we're and we're part of it. Like you almost you are the earth at the same time. Like because the earth is what we were made 
proud of. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of dirt, that was exactly what I went to. And that's why I didn't even know how to answer it. <laughs> because I was just like, what does the dirt look like? And for some reason, I was just like, we are the dirt. But yeah. it just didn't make any sense yet. <laughs> I was just like, well, I don't even know how to say that. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like wait, what? We're the huh. dirt? Yeah. Uh, I love that, though. Because that's where we get everything else from. Like, yeah. The things in our minds, the things that we want to create, mm-hmm. the 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 beats that Jordan comes up with, it, it first starts here. Right. Um, mm. And so if you plant something here, you'll see it elsewhere. And we are the dirt. We are the soil that um, God chose first to put his hands on. Mm-hmm. And if the soil is bad, then you out when you've come of it. Mm you know what it needs Mm -hmm. and that and that's the beauty of it we don't necessarily all have the answers to solve some of the world's biggest problems right but we can solve the problems in the areas that we've come from because we know Mm -hmm. what answers are needed we might not have the answer but we know what's needed in that soil in that earth you know and like um you know i think we use the perspective of where we've come from and what we've come from in our uh, discernment of life in general, all the different things, you know, and we might not even agree with the things that we've come out of, Hmm. but we use that as our discernment. We're like, Oh, I no, no, because that, that, right. Right. Or yes, because not that, right. (laughs) Opposite of that. Right. Right. And so even that becomes a discernment tool. Absolutely. Um, which is why nothing goes nothing goes void. You're you are of the dirt. You yeah. are the dirt. You are the dirt. I love that. <laughs> I like it too. Oh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about that. Um, being oh CJ, you asked. So where do you go from there? Or maybe you asked it. You asked where did you go? Where do you where go do you, from there? Where do you go from there? Because you were asked. You you've been asking for the thing you want. You're like, when am I gonna get it? And right. God's like, well, you got me. You got me. Like you have everything that you need. It's like, where do you go from there? Into the garden. <laughs> and out of the garden, the Lord God made it made to spring a spring. Up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and a river flowed out of eden to water the garden and there is divided and became four rivers you were made for such a time as this Mm. the timing of how God creates you and the situations that you are meant to be in is he creates the environment first and then he puts you in it. Then he creates you. No, he created you first. Well, no, he created the light, the darkness, the heavens, the earth. Right. But are you talking about the atmosphere of like the garden? The, uh, he Well, so the, right, the, gar- the, garden, the, gar- after. the garden is afterwards. Right. Okay. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. the thing that you're going to, being yes. not necessarily the garden not necessarily that yes and i don't know exactly how to distinct that it's interesting because eden means atmosphere right but you are already here before the atmosphere yeah mm, wow mm. you were of the thing before the atmosphere was there wow that's interesting but the atmosphere so but what does it say what does it say about the springs and out of the ground 
Yeah, okay, so no, right. that, no, the right. atmosphere comes from you. Right, there it is. That's what it is. Yes. God creates um, a realm mm. for you, a situation, if you will. That's so good. And out of the ground. And out mm. of you comes the springs and for to create the atmosphere for that situation. Hmm. Mm. You are meant to change the atmosphere to create the atmosphere around Jeez. of any place that you go into, mm. any Eden that you go into. Mm. That's Eden so comes out of you. Yeah. You don't come out of Eden. <laughs> hmm. That's Yo, so crazy. That's crazy. So this is the alignment of hmm. God's timing, mm-hmm. right? This isn't man's timing. We don't do this. Yeah. Realm. You are of the realm. Jeez. You create the atmosphere within it yeah. from the goodness that comes out of you from the dirt mm. that you came from. Yeah. 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 And we're going to have to chew over that. Man. But there is so much in there. So that much is so in crazy. Wow. <sighs> out of the ground, the Lord. God, you're crazy. Made to spring up every tree. Every tree. Hmm. Everything you need. Everything you need. That was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Before the trees, before the animals, before the plants and bushes, before the fish, before the birds, before all those fancy pretty little things, before the money, before the circumstance, before the job. Before the things that you aren't even aware of yet, before the things that you're asking for, before all of those things, you already have everything inside of you. Um, Greater is he. Man. Who is what? In you. And and the beauty hmm. the beauty of it is that, and I've been trying to figure this out too. Is that like disciples, us, whatever example you want to use? Yeah. Different people, at different places in their life, different times in their lives, different levels of commitments to their callings and purposes and passions and so on and so forth. But you were made for such a time as this, Eden. Mm, mm. Mm. But. We're all on different times. Mm-hmm. We're all in different areas, but yeah. we're we're here for this one for this moment right now, you know. And I've even been like, oh no, like I'm sick. We can, you know, skip a week, like little things like that. And I was like, man, if I don't have tomorrow, like this timing episode needs to come out. Right. Like you know, not even to put it on like that like serious of a level, but just like timing is everything. Mm. Um, and just because we're on different times individually doesn't mean collectively we're not operating within God's timing. Um, he brought mm. us together and aligned us for such a time as this from different dirt, mm. from different seeds to bring different elements of the springs of Eden out for other people to receive. Yeah. We're bringing an atmosphere to a thing that has no limit. We're putting it in a digital platform where it can be heard anywhere. Um, mm. Man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, yeah.
go. What time are we at? <laughs> what do you think about CJ? Still chewing that over? <laughs> it's a lot to chew on. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it, though. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Because, like, you're talking about from the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. right? But out of that place, Adam sins, and by that, our inheritance is death. But because of Jesus, and by receiving Jesus, we're able to receive life. Hmm. And so, I disagree from the sense that everything is within you. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Mm -hmm. But it isn't until you allow him to seed that into you that you actually receive it. That would apply that God was at your whim. No. That he, that his plan and purpose only becomes manifest when we allow him to move in our lives. Does God's word return to him void? How do you mean? Well, I mean, it says in the word, his word mm -hmm. will not return to him void. Yeah. And he knows the plans that he has for you. Yeah. So... Has God spoken plans over your life? Yeah. Will those words return to him void? See how this gets into predestination and I, that gets into way too many other things. But just because he heard <sighs> it at not, a particular time doesn't mean he said it at that time. Which just means this, it'll come to manifestation in a different way and timing. But that doesn't mean it won't come to fruition. What I would say to your original point, to your original point of mm -hmm. Eden, and mm -hmm. we can bring Eden. What's done with Eden is not up to us. See, I, I, I like the analogy, but I feel like it's twisted scripture. Because as much as Eden is like, you, you get me? In, in the yeah. sense that it's like, like, yeah, because in, in other parts of the scripture, right, there's totally that description, but Eden's like, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, but that's just me. It's just rubbing me the wrong way in no, that sense. Fair. I get, I get the, the, like your meaning behind it, mm -hmm. but just the way that, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's just me though. No, that's, that's, that's just fair. where I'm at with that's it. Fair. Um, and and I get what you're saying because you know in Isaiah it talks about rivers of living water flowing through us. Um, mm -hmm. It talks about the Holy Spirit um, being um, uh, living within us and flowing from us, and the fruit that we bear from the the life that we live in Christ, and um, the fruits of the Spirit, like like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, I just like. Yeah, I don't know. No, I hear you. That's I hear you. I mean, I I just, yeah. I think it's just overcomplicating Eden. Hmm. The analogy though, I stands. 
but like I think it's just taking like I I don't think it's overcomplicating it. I, I think I it fits it, perfect. You can walk into an atmosphere. Is it simplifying it? I think it's simplifying it. You can walk into an atmosphere and know that the Holy Spirit is in you. Greater is he who is in me than is in the world. And I can change that atmosphere from what is flowing out of me. I think that's literally what this just said. It says from the ground he made us. And then it goes into say, and out of the ground, the Lord God made a spring. Like, like it's it's literally paralleling it because you have the ability to do that yeah. i don't think it's complicating it i don't think it's twisting it i'm just reading what yeah. it says yeah what do you I, think jordan we do it in worship all the time. completely agree can you say that again <laughs> i said we do it in worship all the time we set atmospheres um in motion and actually mm. a ton of worship leaders even say it let's set the atmosphere right now Let's set that space. Becca says it probably more than anybody that I know. You are able to set an atmosphere, um, whether you know it or not. <laughs> yeah. You can walk in a room and you can walk in a room that nobody's in, set an atmosphere, and when you walk yeah. in, you're like, well, something's different. Right. All off of you setting that atmosphere, and that does come from inside of you, mm. and that's already inside of you, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But not even from a justification standpoint or anything like that. More from like a perspective of like obviously the word is up to interpretation and that's that's the power of it and yeah. the trick and the hard part of it. Um, but the first man is what Eden came out of. We're not the first man. Um, so we can still say that atmospheres came, come from us without necessarily saying that Eden is coming from us. It's not from us. It's atmospheres are being set through us from God. Uh-huh. It's through us. We don't yeah. we don't have it within ourselves to bend time and reality and matter and things. That is yeah. what God does. But right. God does it through he partners with us and does it through us. So it, I think maybe that's where it's sitting wrong with you of like it sounds like man has all the power, mm-hmm. but it's it's not. It's God does it through us. Right. Right. Is that it? Is that is that where you're? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. The whole thing just doesn't sit well with me. Maybe we'll come back to this, ladies and gentlemen. That's fine. That's fine though. And that's that's good. That's why we left the space. I yeah. like by all means. Like I'm. I I'm just like I'm just not with it. Yeah. Um. That's why okay. I left the gap. Oh, we can just cut it there. I like um, it. Right at the end there. We're, cut, we're cutting it here. We need all of that. In no, there. I know. We need all that. I, I will gladly agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, well, it's because I, I don't have, like, it's not. Because that's the value of this is this isn't something that we just, oh, we had one conversation. Oh, figured it all out. Right. <laughs> like, that's not the point. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, progr- we, we're progressing yeah. through this. Yeah. So we can put this out. Absolutely. I get what you mean. I get what yeah. you mean. I agree. But I, like, yeah. Um, I'm just trying, like, it's, it's just the, the, um, plus I mean, it's the, it's the, um, it's the concept that we're dealing with too in general, you know, it's, it's twisting our interpretation and our perception and our understanding and our knowledge and our wisdom, which are all on different levels and trying to find how it lines up, right. you know? Right, right. Right. No, no, exactly. I, I totally get you. I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I've got so many thoughts on this. 
and I don't want it's it's yeah um especially on that atmospheres thing that's a whole nother can of worms and that's where um, if you're a listener um receiving a word because it's convenient and feels good mm-hmm. versus because it's the word for you right are two completely different things yeah and so for maybe our audience that isn't as theologically and biblically sound this might be something that you're gonna need to mull over and chew over for yourself yeah um for the people that are a little bit more theologically and biblically sound we'd actually like to use this opportunity to get your feedback um see what you might think about this um if you're listening at this point in time throughout the episode but uh, at this quick point little, yeah quick little uh, for you um <laughs> I, so, so the reason, the reason, oh man, the reason I'm having such a tough time is because I want to, if we're going to be talking about the truth of it and, mm-hmm. and what that is, I first need to be able to say something that is, um, I believe is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I haven't yet mulled over, mm-hmm. um, what I think is false and then have, you can't just get behind it. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm not just going to say, whatever sounds good and comes to mind that sounds good in it. Like I just haven't mulled over what is false and what is true. Yeah. Um, so that's why I have very little to say. No, that's good. That's really good. I um, think our listeners can learn from that. Yeah. Like if, cause, cause a lot of it sounds good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's just something in me that's like, no, something's off. Right. Uh, I don't know what that is. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> that's real. I mean, I'm just saying yeah, that. Yeah. That's where I keep going over. Like I'm going to, I'm even just mulling over like, first man eden we're not first man but like because like eden within it had the tree of uh all knowledge of good and bad Mm -hmm. like we don't that's not gonna like you know what i'm saying like yeah that's yeah okay Uh, okay here's here's what i'll say on it um is i think there's a lot of biblical truth in what was what we were discussing Mm -hmm. but i think it didn't point back to the actual biblical truth, but instead pulled it out of something that can be twisted and misunderstood mm-hmm. um, based on how you desire to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you look at Romans, when you look at Hebrews, where it talks about, and, and Isaiah, where it talks about um, the spirit of the Lord and how, how God moves and how mm-hmm. we have an inheritance and what we're called to um, pour forth into the world and the fruit that we're supposed to bear. Um, it's a very clear and concise thing. Um, whereas going over the analogy of the Garden of Eden, it can be interpreted in a lot of ways. I think that's what it, I think that's part of it that's rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the fruit of the spirit, clear definition or clearly, clearly discussed and, um, labeled within shoot. Where is that? Galatians? I think Galatians, uh, Isaiah, as well as, um, I think Jesus even talks about, uh, the Holy spirit within us and, and, and all that. And, and it's just like, I don't know, that's, I think that's, that's what it is, is there's so much more mm-hmm. truth and condensed truth in the word and very um, clear things that even have deeper meanings than that. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. the Garden of Eden analogy can be, you know, um, like it's if broad. you're, li- it's broad. It, exactly, yeah. it's broad and you can, you can go just about anywhere with that. Right. Um, so that's, that's, I think where it is. Yeah. Um, for really, the most part. That's fair. It's really good. Um, I know like, Time and I would, I would lo- yeah, I'd love to dive into that stuff at some point. Um, but it's, more? yeah, it's like, there's so much of that. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, pre- sure a lot. and then there's predestination, which is even more. Right. Um, Man. So. Um, <laughs> I should have Manny on for that conversation. 
I have <coughs> um, in Armenia. a question. Someone will get that. We have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, life can get very hectic at some points in time. Um, you know, the word says things like meditate day and night on it and, you know, things like that. And I'm just like, God, do we really have day and night? you know, to be meditating over this, but I think we do in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just kind of curious to see how you guys might meditate on the word day and night, even if you're not necessarily in the word day and night, or how somebody might go about... Because it's not about amount of time mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Sometimes it is. Right. Because sometimes there's a stretching where it's like, yeah, no, it's amount of time. Right. Um, but I don't think it's usually like that. Um, so I, how can we be more efficient with our time in terms of maybe getting to know our word or just growing our relationship with God? Um, how do we, I don't want to say make time for it, right? It's not about scheduling and blocking it out, but like. What are some things you've learned in that process in terms of time and your relationship with God? Memorize a verse. Mm. Like that practically puts in a implication where like this verse hits me really hard. I don't really know why yet, Mm -hmm. but maybe I should memorize this. And then you memorize it or you spend a time in a process of trying to memorize that verse and you're repeating it to yourself over and over again. And then when it comes up during the day, though you're like not physically in your word, you remember that word that you memorized, that verse that you memorized, and you're like, there, there it is. And so now like you have this process of like day and night, mm-hmm. like right before you go to bed, like, man, like today was crazy. Right. Lord, thank you that like I memorized that verse because of this situation that came up. And so now the whole entire day you've been surrounded by his word, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, I think for me, it's parking at spots. Um, it's not about the quality, uh, the quantity of verses you read. I think so many times, like, and, and I get caught in it myself a lot where I'm like, oh, I have to read a chapter or like, I read the chapter, mm-hmm. you know, I read the chapter. I'm good. I'm spiritual. <laughs> um, but that's just not the truth. Um, is just because, um, you read a chapter doesn't mean you actually got anything out of it. At the same time, sometimes you read the chapter and you didn't feel like you got anything out of it. And later that day, it hits you. Um, But one of my favorite things to do is to just park at a verse. If something hits me, um, just sit at it. And uh, let's see. I was like a couple weeks ago. uh, Yeah, a couple weeks ago. I decided I wanted to read through John. Mm -hmm. And I read the first 10 verses and stop there for two weeks because yeah. um, there's so much in it and the Holy Spirit just like it, it was just like and it, and it was just like this curiosity of like okay like what does that mean what does that mean mm-hmm. God where does that fit in yeah. and and for me it's like just the curiosity of like why yeah. this and taking not even memorizing not not even having the full scripture memorized but just taking the chunk of like the word mm-hmm. Jesus why why did why were you referred to as the word in this yeah holy spirit why under your um like divine inspiration 
did John write the word became flesh, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like, that's a pretty it's a powerful it, question. That's oh, it wrecked me. Yeah. Um, what God was speaking through that, and 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 just that I think um, is beautiful because then you like I like I journal like when I read the word I just ask questions I just ask the Holy Spirit questions um, because the Holy Spirit's the teacher um, and the Holy Spirit gives revelation and so be expectant for teaching and revelation mm-hmm. um, when you're reading the word um, that's so crazy because like sometimes I don't even realize that I'm asking the Holy Spirit questions mm-hmm. I'm just like there's just questions going off and like I don't mm-hmm. really realize like but mm-hmm. it's like when somebody like when you're talking to somebody and yeah. somebody else overhears it and they respond you're like why'd you like why'd mm-hmm. you butt in yeah but it's because you you said it out loud enough for people to hear so <laughs> i think the holy spirit's kind of like that not in the sense that you said it out loud mm-hmm. you might have said it internally in your mind or you oh know. no i say it out loud right <laughs> i'll be like why right <laughs> what is this but I, I think for me it's been more of like reading it and i'm asking why but i'm not literally saying why yeah. but like the spirit hears right you know and it just butts in you know i'm just like oh i didn't even know i was talking to you uh the the thing i like about intentionally asking those questions (laughs) um and i I actually i've done this for probably the last two years two yeah almost three years is in my journal i will write out a question Mm. and not put an answer for it um i think so much Mm. in school uh or work just about everything if you're asked a question you're expected to have an answer immediately mm-hmm. or to go find the answer yeah. um and i think with god it's no, it's not God. the case um i think that if we really want the answer that he has it's on his timing yeah um it's and really so good. like there are a lot of revelations that I, I would just write it in my journal and i'd forget that i even asked the question mm-hmm. and months later I would get the answer. And then even months after that, I would be rereading through my journal and I'd be like, I forgot to ask that. Hey, I got that answer, right. you know? Right. And it wasn't like an intentional seeking after it, but it was just like in a moment, the Holy spirit revealed it. Yeah. Um, I don't um, know. <laughs> so just one more question. Um, and I actually, um, had just reached out to this guy who runs like, um, a chiropractic practice like in Oakland um, it's called the source and he like I don't know just uh, watching him do like adjustments and stuff is crazy he does like three mm. people at a time which I thought was very crazy he does three people at a time but he doesn't stick with one person mm. he like feels it out and he just goes and flows back and forth between the people gives them time between adjustments literally while he's working on them and like so obviously this is like the type of question that I'm going to want to ask him, but I'm just curious to ask you because it's already popped up in me, um, is what would you suggest people do between adjustments? Because the process of alignment is multiple adjustments, right? You yeah. might go to a chiropractor anywhere from six to eight weeks to longer than that if it's like an injury or yeah. like a rehab process or something like that. And so... We talked about it before when you've gotten Mm. adjusted you don't go and lift and go and do all kinds of crazy stuff so then the question is when you're in the season of alignment and adjustment what should you do between adjustments that's the last part of that is the key part when you're in the season of adjustments a lot of the time people think that their season of adjustment 
is um or no a lot of the times people think that their season of surgery is their season of adjustment oh. it's really different Sad. wow really really different it's before that wow. yeah it's um wow. the season of adjustment is coming way after surgery mm-hmm. and so if you're in surgery you don't move recover (laughs) recover and let operation take place yeah and then even after surgery you don't move you lay in bed Mm -hmm. and you just sit there uh, let the iv drip after that you're gonna go into rehab but for adjustments when you do Hmm. go get adjusted when you do go get adjusted you can move around you can go Hmm. and and do uh sit in the sauna make sure everything sits loose and you're you're feeling your body out Mm -hmm. maybe do a little cardio but like you're not gonna go squat 400 pounds you're not gonna get under the bench you're not gonna do a whole bunch of weightlifting. um because i feel like spiritually when we're getting adjusted and aligned like we're so excited that god is working on us yeah that we're like I don't ah. want to go act in this alignment. Right. And it's like there's a adjust a there's an adjustment period um to being aligned and there's a process to all of those adjustments and layers and mm. just different things and so like spiritually, right? We're like, you know, there's something in me like I'm getting adjusted and aligned and I know it sucks, but like I'm trying to be hopeful and faithful and optimistic mm-hmm. of the promises and you know and all these things. I'm not there yet. I'm not getting those things yet. I'm, you know, still being adjusted, but I'm now getting a little bit more optimistic or maybe I'm not. Right. Maybe I'm getting more pessimistic mm-hmm. um, about it. So from a spiritual standpoint, <laughs> what do you recommend we do between adjustments? Between adjustments. From a spiritual standpoint, between adjustments. I mean, it's even as you were just talking about adjustments, though, I was thinking about, I was like, what? It depends on what adjustments you're talking about. Yeah, like what's getting um, adjusted. Because I feel like there are really small adjustments where, like, the Holy Spirit, like, I'll, I'll walk away from conversation. And the Holy Spirit will just say, well, will just convict me of, like, hey, the way you said that or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's, like, minor adjustment, you know? Right. Or, or I'm going through my day and I'm just frustrated thing and the Holy Spirit's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just simple stuff like that that's, like, a minor little adjustment that I'm like, you know what? Mm. I, I don't need to see it like that. And right. it shifts my whole day. Mm. Um, and, and Mm. I feel like every single day, if I'm aligned with God, um, and as I'm aligned with God, those little adjustments happen. Then there are other adjustments that I feel like happen that are on a grander scale of like, um, you know, uh, what's an example, uh, how I feel, uh, evangelizing to people Mm -hmm. and my heart behind it. Um, in some seasons, uh, I'm, it, my, my little sister and I talk, shout out to Olivia. Um, my little sister and I talk about it um, in with this idea. It's kind of like a pendulum. Sometimes you swing super far to the right, sometimes super far to the left. But like eventually mm-hmm. the pendulum's going to come to the middle, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because she and I'll talk and she'll be like, oh, I'm way over on like on one side, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there are certain things with God where I feel like I'm definitely on one side or definitely on the other side mm. of like, oh, I'm super for that. Or like, I'm not, I, like, I really don't get that yeah, right now. Right. And and I think somewhere in the middle is where God wants us. Because there are some times where I'm like, everyone like I talk to needs to hear about Jesus, right? Mm. And that's like, that's where I feel in my heart. But then like, that's not really practical because mm-hmm. I have to work and not everyone who wants a cup of coffee also, you know, isn't a place to actually hear about Jesus. Right. And then there are other places where I'm like, 
I don't feel like telling anyone. Hmm. But God's heart is for, you know, us to share the word, right? And there are people in our lives who are going to be open for us to share that, right? And so there's this somewhere in between middle that uh, is very elusive and Hmm. I haven't found yet. And I feel like that's just the process of being sanctified of, right? Like just little adjustment of like, okay, like this is actually God's heart. Wait, no, you know what? Like, yes, that was right. But like, I misunderstood this one part. So now I'm back over here. And then, oh, wait, like it's just, I feel like we're honed and honed and honed until we're more and more precise with um, just the adjustment that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think CJ hit it on the head. It depends on what's being adjusted. Mm-hmm. It definitely depends <clears throat> on oh, what's... I didn't answer the question. Sorry. <laughs> well, you started off on the right path of just like the the minor things. <laughs> anyone anyone who talks to me knows this. I just like go off on the we- in the weeds. We we do we do know yeah. this. We do know this. Um, are you having a major <laughs> spiritual adjustment where like? God's like, I want you to stop having sex. Mm-hmm. I want you to stop doing other, you know, like there's, are those major adjustments that we're having right now? Right. Or it's are like a tweak or is it a tweak? You know, yeah. if it's a tweak, you know, you can, you can go and you can go walk in that. But if it's like a major adjustment, yeah. I'd probably tell you, advise you to just sit in that. Right. And make sure you don't throw yourself out of alignment by trying to operate in something that you just started right um yeah i think that's the power of being in the middle is that you are within arm's reach of either side Um, because when you're on one side to get to the other side you have to overcorrect um and go all the way beyond yourself in a place opposite from where you're currently at in order to get to the other side versus when you're in the middle you're in that balanced state you know like Jesus didn't flip over every table that he walked by. There was a yeah. time and place in which he needed to flip a table and a yeah. time and place in which you just need to be gentle with somebody. That's really good. You know? Yeah. And so just remaining within that middle. Um, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. To get back to answering your question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think, I think for me, what I, where I usually sit is just being all right with the adjustment that I'm in. Mm. Um, but being aware of kind of the extremes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of just having a self-awareness of like, you know what? I don't like, cause I think a lot of the times it happens when we're talking to other Christians is we're like, I don't fully agree with you in that. And that like, like just now, um, <laughs> like I don't fully agree with you in that. And that's probably coming from a place of where God's adjusted me in something and he's adjusted you in something else. And those two adjustments are just clashing, but they're in totally different like spheres of what God's doing in your life, not yeah. even related at all. And that just that clash is just, you know, right. a misunderstanding of the revelation that God has in each of your lives and the timing thereof. Right. So, like, it, it just happens, and it happened this week with one of my friends um, when I was in Australia. We um, didn't see eye to eye on a couple of things, and that was totally fine. Um, and so I just recognize that and. I move on, mm-hmm. you know, um, and acknowledge like, like not diminish their side be, and thinking like, cause I'm, I'm no more spiritual. I'm no more like, I have no more of a better understanding of God. There are definitely certain things where you're like, you know, you feel like God's saying you should, you can have sex, but like it kind of says in the scripture, this, um, like there are certain things like that, but I, I think there are a lot of nuances within scripture where it's like, you know, 
uh, you don't know everything. Uh, yeah. And and I definitely don't. So so kind of just yeah. being willing to hear. Being open. You know, being open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. Because you got to be open to be readjusted. Completely agree. This is true. This is true. Good. Father God, thank you so much. I uh, thank you for the the space of being okay, n- not agreeing. <laughs> um, I thank you that we're able to actually sit down and have a good conversation with the Spirit leading us um, to wherever that needs to be talked about. And I just pray as we keep going throughout our weeks and throughout our days, Father God, may, may we look for your guidance through those days. May we May we take the time to sit down and really let our spirits, the spirits speak to us and let us and let us tell it what it wants to tell us. Honestly, um, I just pray um, through each and every one of our jobs, through our lives. May we look <laughs> for patience, <laughs> um, and may we also look for encouragement. Um, and may we encourage even the people that we dislike and have problems with occasionally, because Father God, may they need it the most. <laughs> um, Again, we thank you for this time and Jesus name. Amen. 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 Solid.